Hey everybody, welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is your friend and mine, Dr. Brooke Peels. And today we're going to be discussing why we avoid getting help. If you have been following Mercy Talk for long, you know that we are huge supporters of Jesus being the key player in your healing journey. And we are big supporters of people getting professional help and seeking out professional counseling when needed. And to be honest, it is needed far more than it's actually being sought out. And there are millions of reasons that people will come up with for not getting help with the things that they are wrestling with. So today we're just going to discuss some of the more common ones that we often hear. And you may realize today that you yourself have used some of these excuses in the past. And if so, we are hoping that this show will just encourage you to move past some of those barriers. Or you may have friends and family who need to be, you know, getting some extra support and help in this season of their lives, but you've heard them share some of these reasons for not getting it. And if that's the case, we hope that today's episode might give you some ideas on things that you can share with them or ways that you can encourage them. So either way, we are so glad that you've joined us today and we hope that you've enjoyed the show. Well, hey, Brooke. Hello. As we have been talking about this episode, I'm like, oh boy, mm-hmm. here we go. This is not something that we have tackled really on Mercy Talk before, um, and I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, because <laughs> this is kind of a big one. Yeah, I feel like we've probably like sprinkled right. it in here and there, but it's never been like its own. We'll randomly hit this thing. Should probably should be. Yeah, I'm wondering if as yeah. we uh, dive into these, we're going to be like, wait, we've said this a million times. <laughs> Maybe we. Oh, 100. percent No, that that's the thing. I was reading through it, and I was like, it, what's so interesting to me is like, this is not a like if you've said this, there's something right. wrong with you. This is a universal. Like I said, two of these last <laughs> week, and I literally am a counselor. <laughs> so. You know, like this isn't, yeah, yeah, and so I mean, so I think it's it speaks Mm -hmm. more, which is interesting, right? It speaks more to that there is a barrier for us, and we will come up with the Mm -hmm. things, you know. And I think these are just kind of the low hanging fruit for all of us here, at least in America. So, exactly, it is because I know that when this idea came up to do a, a podcast on just kind of the common reasons that people use for not getting help. I was like, okay, well, and I mean, I sat down and in probably two minutes, I had like 10 (laughs) that I, that just came to my mind immediately. Because like you said, these are so common. I've either said them or I hear them so often that it was, it was not Mm -hmm. difficult to come up with these. And I do want to say, even just kind of before we dive in, it would be easy for us to say, oh, these are just a bunch of excuses. And, you know, I mean, in some cases they are. But for some of these, these are legitimate reasons that people have, these are some legitimate things that people have experienced that have really become strong barriers, like you said, um, to them receiving Mm -hmm. additional help and support. And so um, I don't want to like downplay it as like, these are just, you know, stop using excuses. Like, no, these are, these are some legitimate reasons. So I'm excited to kind of, you know, unpack some of them and really address them and validate 
that these are legitimate. Mm-hmm. So, um, but hopefully, like yeah. like we said, we we hope this can just be an encouragement to people um, or something that they can share with others who they know are kind of like, oh, I know I need some help, but you know, yeah, it's good. Yeah, these are things to uh, overcome. Yeah. They're not illegitimate. Right. You know, <laughs> like I, I like that. That's a really right. good point. So here was my thought. I. I'm about to okay. just like start tossing these out to you as someone who has worked okay. in the professional counseling field for many a year. Mm-hmm. So uh, you mm-hmm. have probably heard these more times than you can count. And so I have a feeling that you've got yeah. a, and or and said like them. you said, like I said, a couple of days said. ago, said them. So you've had to wrestle mm-hmm. with them on many yeah. fronts. Yeah. And I, I will share Great. which one. So oh, I okay, wait. I'll let you guys anyway. in. Uh, fine. Then I'll do the be same because I'm sure I uh, have okay. also. I've also said many of these, but I, um, I know that you've probably got a lot of experience in addressing them or kind of wrestling through those with people. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just going to dive on in. Um, so I would say, I don't know if there's a more common one than, than this one that we're going to start with. Um, oh, yeah. and that is, I don't want to get professional help because I'm afraid of what people will think or, Something very similar to this that we see a lot and that we address a lot, even through our Empower workshops, is I'm a leader. I'm a leader of a ministry. I'm a leader of a church. I'm a leader at my you know job, whatever. I can't admit that I need help because I help other people. So I can't be the one who needs right. help, right? So they kind of go right. hand in hand. So, I mean, I think the affirming part of this is, you know, if, you, if you've been dealing with something for a long time, Okay. And especially, I mean, I think in a church leadership position or maybe any leadership position, frankly, because I see it a lot with counselors too. Like, well, we're supposed to know this right. stuff. Why are we not good at it? You know? And, um, and so, you know, there's a legitimate concern. Like I get that you do have to be wise about who you share things with. And if, you, but if you've lived with something in the dark for so mm-hmm. long, that's to me the, the number one thing that destroys everyone. Okay. As far as like a behavior is isolation, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, and if we want to spiritualize it, right, the things that are done in the dark, right? So if you are isolated from, from people, from solutions, it is going to eat mm-hmm. you alive. It's not going to get better. You don't have it within yourself to get better because we were made to heal within a community, right? And this whole, and then people are sometimes like, well, like, can't me and the Lord figure it out? Sure. But just heads up, it's probably going to tell you to bring <laughs> some other people in on it because he really he, likes accountability. He's a fan. <laughs> so sure. So you go pray. And if you're listening to him and he tells you, uh-huh. you know, just me and uh-huh. you have it, then you don't hear from Jesus. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> And so I just, I think that, but that is such a, it it is a legitimate fear, but it has to be overcome because you will never get the life and the freedom and the wholeness that you can have, you know, and, and it's also, you know, and again, on, on my end, I've watched people walk through that so much, especially like with addiction, right? People who are like, I, you know, I've got to now tell people that I don't drink or I don't do all this and all this fear around it. And I've gotten 15 years of seeing people admit this is a struggle. And what happens is not that they get judged, mm-hmm. right? It's that people come to them and go, how did you get help? What do I, how, what, what do I do? Cause what you're going to get asked is like, God, you look so good. Cause there's almost always a physical change. 
you seem really happy, all these things, who is your (laughs) counselor? Like that's what's typically going to be asked. And so, you know, for the people that are like worried that how can I help people? Cause then I don't know, you're actually going to be able to pour out more. And if we as leaders own our stuff, that provides the freedom for everybody else to do the same. And so, yeah, so, so I do want to affirm it. Like it is really scary. Um, but this is how healing happens. It happens in, in a community with other people and how much better when it's with a counselor that can literally lose their job and their license and you can sue them if they break That's confidentiality. Right. So, <laughs> That's right. There's, that piece too. There's a lot of yeah, safeguards yeah. in there. Yeah. And uh, this is making me think, I know there's no way that I have not shared this before on this podcast, but there's a quote that has stuck with me for years and years and years um, by uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle. And he said um, that people, you know, he was talking to pastors, talking to leaders. He said, people will admire you for your strengths, but they'll connect with you and your weaknesses. And so it's like, what are you after? Uh, and and that doesn't just go yeah. for leaders. That just goes for human beings. Um, yeah, you can, right. you can try to show the world how great you are and how strong you are and how together you are. And they will admire you for that. But when you're willing to be vulnerable and show weakness or show that I am, I need, I need some help in some areas, there's going to be connection with people. And my hope and prayer would be that that would be what most people are after, not admiration, but connection. And so I think there's that that's great for leaders, but I think it's great for people. And you're right. I mean, I just think of, I mean, obviously the circles that we probably kind of find ourselves in Brooke, are like people who highly value professional help, highly value counseling. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, we're always talking yeah. about what we're learning from our counselors. We're like, you go to counseling? Yeah. I'm gonna get That's right. great. And we tell the world about it. And when you have a great experience with a good counselor, you will probably have mm-hmm. a very difficult time keeping it quiet because what you're going to find is this is not that weird. Like, this is not that weird. Yeah. I'm just sitting in a room with a seemingly pretty normal person who just knows some things and can help me journey through some stuff. And it kind of takes away that mystery to it. And you realize it's awesome. And then you just want to tell the world about it. So anyway, yeah, it's good. Yep. I'm just realizing we could probably do a whole podcast on this one. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> the next one is a very practical one. I don't even know really what, anyway, it's, I hear this often. It's just too expensive. Um, I hear this a lot too. And and I'll just tell you, this is, this is what I tell people. And this is where I can get pretty blunt. And by the way, this is what I said uh, last week. Um, <laughs> because a lot of the good counselors yeah. cost yeah. a lot of money. They do. Um, and, and rightly so. Like, I, I hate to say that, you know, people can get in their feelings about it, but if you offer a service and you're in high demand, like at some point you've got to, you know, be able mm-hmm. to to make money off of carrying everyone's mm-hmm. burdens. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, and not hopefully healthily. And that now look, just because somebody is expensive does not mean they are good. In fact, you're right. So we're kind of looking for middle of the road. But most people can't afford one hundred dollars, one twenty five, one set fifty, one seventy five, whatever that is. Um but what I also know is the really good counselors will typically, if you communicate, hey, I am here and I'm all in for this work, I can't afford it as it is. Is there anything we can do? Almost everyone has a plan for that because we do this to help, right? We also have to pay our bills and, you know, all those things too, right? But we do this to help. And so I, I don't even, I can't think of, and, and I've said this before, there are a lot of counselors that are terrible, okay? But there are some really, really good ones, and they are not cheap. 
and they will work with you. I called a counselor last week and I go, hey, what do you got? Because I can't, you know, Dallas is too rich for my blood. (laughs) We're going to have to talk about this. And part of it is I'm like, because I would do it for half that. Mm. So, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of um, sassiness in there. I'm sure that's not a part of. You're like, uh, I'm in this field and I'm really good. Yeah, Uh, I know stuff. So, yeah, she was very (laughs) impressed. I'm just kidding. She wasn't. Um, And so anyway, I just think that, you know, a part of it is that, right? Like, do take ownership of it. If you find a couple and you go, hey, this is this is what we can do. And you will hopefully and I believe be surprised by how many people will work with you mm-hmm. on that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and honor it. Here's the other thing that I know, you know, I've heard people like we can't our family's falling apart, but we can't afford counseling. Yes, you can. You can because it's about five less days of Chick-fil-A for us. Right. It's 17 less Red Bulls a day. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it is you can. It's what are you going to prioritize? Right. Right. And guess what? And then if that doesn't work, if you're connected to a church body, and again, you have to be committed. This is not, you know, somebody handing something to you and okay, then I guess I'll go. This Mm -hmm. is you fighting for it, which Mm -hmm. means let me look at our budget. Let me prioritize what we can. Let me communicate with a counselor like, hey, can we do it at a reduced rate? And you know what else? You can contact your church and go, guys, we need to go. We found a person we're committed to it. Will you help supplement? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And almost always mm-hmm. it will happen. But mm-hmm. I just tell people, if you want this, you will fight for it. Mm-hmm. And part of doing that is having some strategy and I'll help you think through that, but I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. And so that's kind of one of those where like, it's a legitimate barrier, but with all due respect, you can find some money, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe mm-hmm. that's my, you know, Dave Ramsey love and heart coming out a little bit too. You know, but I've just seen it. I'm like, your family is falling apart. If you yeah. don't do this now, it is going to be disastrous. Yeah. And I promise you that will cost a ton of money too. Yeah. So let's just maneuver some things, figure it out, pull the people together and let's make this happen. You yeah. know, and I've never had anybody be disappointed yeah. that they did that. And right. there, it's it's also really cool because God honors that too. And they'll say like, it's crazy. Like it mm. just somehow... We didn't know we could afford it, but we can. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. So mm-hmm. anyway, there's probably more than you wanted said on that subject, but I feel like that's a a huge one. I think like we could almost unpack each of these from the excuse standpoint and from the legitimate barrier mm-hmm. standpoint, because um, I ha- I do think this can be a legitimate barrier for people. I also think there's a lot of people where it's not too expensive. It's, be- it's I don't want to spend money on that. I don't want to spend that That's much right. money. I don't want to have to give yeah. up what I'm going to have to give up to have to, mm-hmm. to spend money on this. Um, and, you know, again, I would say this, once you have experienced good counseling, you will realize mm-hmm. there's nothing more important than this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. and my husband and I've had to do, you know, we've had two kids in the last three years. We've got full time daycare. Heaven help mm-hmm. us now. Please send money. Um, Like, it's, it, you know, it's our budget's tight right now. And we look at it and we're like, okay, what are we going to cut now? What are we going to cut now? And I mean, there are some things, one of them being house cleaning yep. and the other being, I'm not cutting our budget on counseling. And what we've even chosen to do is we just have some money set aside every single month for it. We don't use it every single month, but that yeah. bank is building because there are going to be seasons where we mm-hmm. need, we need it more intensely. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have the money available when it's time. It's almost like a little savings account that we have set aside for counseling because uh, 
like we have looked at each other and said, other than like food in our stomachs and a roof over our head, what is more important than our mental and emotional and relational health in this home? They're nothing. More than our kids need a vacation to Disney World, they need healthy parents, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, there's just hardly anything that's more important than this. So uh, I think we've beat that one to death. Let's move to the next one. Um, <laughs> the next one is, um, I don't want to get help because I'm always going to have this issue. Some people mm-hmm. have been told this, you True. know, like you struggle with this and it's probably just always going to be something you struggle with. Um, and then some people just believe like, I don't think there's any hope for me getting over this thing. I've had it too long. I don't think I'm ever going to be free of it. it. It can feel so hopeless. And, and probably what we'll talk about in a minute too, I'm guessing when you wait until it gets hopeless, then it just gets harder and harder to pick up that phone. It gets harder and harder to walk into someone's office and go, here's what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. My encouragement is don't wait until it's hopeless. Like don't wait until it's falling apart because it's just so heavy at that point. Mm -hmm. And you know, and we all know that when things get so heavy, you just can't even think straight. And so that, that part's, I think my encouragement was don't wait till then. The other thing is, and I tell people maybe so, Maybe so. Maybe you will always have this problem. But what I do know to be true, just factually, is that going to counseling significantly improves your chances of this not always being the case. Right, right. Right. There is no way that you can walk into someone's door. And again, I just want to, I'm just going to preface this. I don't have to keep saying it. We're assuming that you attend meetings with a good counselor. Yes. Okay. All of the. So let me just say that. I'm just going to assume you got a good one. Okay. Um, and so, you know, there is, there is no way that I can walk in the door feeling helpless and hopeless with a good counselor and that my, my perspective will not shift by the end of that session. Yeah. It may not be on everything, but you're going to have new insight, new thoughts. You're going to hear it from somebody that frankly, they are not your family. Mm-hmm. They're not your spouse, like significant other, your children, like your friend. They're none mm-hmm. of those things. All they're here. Sometimes, you know, you have one point out and be like, you know, it's interesting. You said this phrase like four times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did I? <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> and even these small changes can mm-hmm. shift our functioning in life. And so maybe so, maybe it will all stay the same, but the odds of that are just really low. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, I'm like, it's worth a shot. Just go yeah. talk to somebody and see yeah. what happens with it, yeah. you know? Um, and give it, give it some space. And, and I just, again, I haven't run across a lot of people that are disappointed that they did that. And most people will tell me like, I can't believe, Mm. and again, myself can't believe I waited this long to come handle some business, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. when it could have just been dealt with, you know, through some thoughtful conversation. Right. That's good. So, and it just speaks so much to me about, we are always talking about freedom and healing being Mm -hmm. a process and being a journey. And you can be more free and healed tomorrow than you are today. And so why, why would you not want to be pursuing greater levels? I mean, it's like, I just think about the different things we talk about, you know, codependency. Everybody's got codependency in their life. Everybody struggles Mm -hmm. with it at some level. It's a, it's a matter of how much you're struggling with it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so to say, I'm always going to struggle with this. Yeah. We're human beings. There's going to be things that we struggle with till glory land. Right. But Mm -hmm. can I be more healed, more set free, more like Jesus tomorrow than I am today? Absolutely. So 
why would I not, why would I not pursue the greater levels? Um, and so I think that's, yeah, I think we agree fully on that one. Um, I, I would like to actually jump to one. This wasn't really exactly next on the list, but you just spoke to it and I'm like, yep, let's go there. Okay. For the people who say I can't find the right counselor or Mm -hmm. I don't know where to look, um, Mm -hmm. or all the counselors around here are bad. Um, Mm Where do we go with that? Because we hear this all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. It Look, again, and this is my encouragement of why don't wait till you have no energy left to yes. do this because it's going to take some time. Yes. You have to put the work in on the front end. Like, I love it when we talk to, you know, for, for my full-time job now, right? When we talk to these families and they're like, we're talking to five different places. I'm like, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Talk to five different places. You should, right? Like it's okay to call. I don't even care. You know, depending on where you live, you yeah. know, small town, you may only have two or three options. Call all of them and go, I want to have a phone consultation because it should be free. And if they don't do it, don't go to them. Mm. You know, um, I just want to talk. I want to know your, you know, how do you approach things? Like, and really at the end of the day, when you talk to them, do you count, do you connect with them? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you like them? And I don't mean as your friend, right. Mm-hmm. But you're there, there are some people that they can just get on the phone and you're like, I could tell them everything. And I've mm-hmm. never wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Great. Go to that person. Right. Um, and you can also ask them like, what, you know, how, how much, how invested are you with me in this change? Right. Cause some people I've, I hear a lot, they're like, well, I, I don't want to pay somebody just to give me advice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or not. I mean, excuse me. I don't want to pay somebody to just listen and never give me advice. Right. And so mm-hmm. if you're wanting someone to kind of really be more direct with you, tell them that because yeah. a lot of counselors don't know, they don't know kind of what you're looking for. And so if you're like, look, I'm in a hot mess, I'm going to come say words to you. And then I need you to tell me your thoughts. Yeah. You know, just tell them that's okay. And see how they respond. If they're like, well, that's not really, you know, I really like to help you get, you know, then that might not be your person. Or maybe if you're like, I don't need another direct person in my life. I need somebody that can just Mm -hmm. take a softer approach. Great. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, look for those things, those qualities that you desire. And guess what? You're not always right either. So I still say, you know, I have a lot of people who be like, well, I really connect with a female. And I'm like, that's fine. But this is the best counselor for you. And mm-hmm. I'll give them that person. And they're like, you were right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's don't don't always go in with your preconceived notions either, but just kind of know what you want and start vetting that out. Um, now with telehealth, you can see pretty much anyone in your state. Just awesome. It is. And I get it. Some people are like, I don't really like telehealth. I get it. But mm-hmm. if that is the difference, that is the only barrier between you and a fantastic counselor, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I always say the number one thing too, is to really, if you're willing to put it out there, just kind of, you know, and, and it's funny because now I saw this, you know, I'm not, I'm only on social media for like the PTA things, which I, <laughs> I hate more than I can tell you. And, but I saw somebody mm-hmm. posted in the mom's group, like anonymously, and they were like, who do you recommend as a good counselor? Cause you can now write to even on fate, you know, so in your area post that no one will even know who you are. And they'll say, this is who, and this is how, and this is why Yeah, collect that information, you yeah. know, and start testing those people out. So it does, it's, it's some work on your end, you know, and sometimes too, I call the healthiest people I know and I go, mm-hmm. who, 
Mm-hmm. Who have you been working with? It's so good. And Asking around. You- oh my gosh. Referral, mm-hmm. referral, referral. And once you find one, shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, people need to know where they are. And I mean, I can speak from experience of I've sat face to face in a room with a not great counselor mm-hmm. and I have sat on a screen with a really great one. Yeah. It's un- incomparable. Like incomparable. Yeah. There's no reason to waste your time and money on a not great counselor. But if you can, in, you know, invest that time and energy into a good one, whether or not it's on a screen, it will be massively impactful. So I, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for that because we do, we talk to people who are from, you know, little towns of 300 people. And they're like, I think there might be one counselor in our town. I don't think they're good. You know, like mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of options. And so I am so thankful that telehealth is an option now for so many people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think, and, and it truly can be such a process. It really can be such a process when you realize like, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to find one. It just might take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we'll probably go back to this a million times in this episode. It is worth it. Once you find the good one, it is so worth yeah. it. Um, and we, you know, we have a couple of episodes I'm thinking of from last year. I think we did a couple of them in uh, June of last year, 2021. And then we did another one in November, um, just on, on counseling. You know, we talked about like, how do you find a good counselor? What are you looking for? What are the questions to ask? Um, and so if you're listening and you're like, okay, I think I probably need to start this journey myself. I'd encourage you to go back to those episodes from last year. Um, and hopefully those will be some good resources for you as you start that, um, that journey. So, um, it's funny, I'm looking at this next one and I'm not even really sure what I was thinking when I wrote it, but hopefully it'll make sense to you. Um, (laughs) I wrote, and I think I kind of know where this is coming from. One of the things I've heard from people is like, I don't really believe in all that stuff and -hmm. all that psychology stuff and all that. Like we, you know, like I just, I just don't believe in that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you've definitely heard that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah. Okay. Hey, are you killing it at life? And they're like, no. Okay. So. You know, I just feel like maybe we should have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think it that's typically, I mean, again, you know, fine. Like, it's not going to like hurt you. Mm-hmm. If you're like, things aren't going well, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, it's not going to hurt you to go meet with somebody and, and work through that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and usually I go, what exactly do you not believe in? They're like psychology. I'm like all of psychology. We're just like all of it. <laughs> like science, <laughs> research, I don't like believe all of in it. Science. Human behavior. Yeah. Human behavior. We're just like, no, not here for it. <laughs> and I think a lot of it, in my opinion, is bred like out of the fear, you 100%. know, that there's some like I'm uncomfortable weird around it. pagan yeah. thing happening. And y'all, there's a lot of people that are crazy in psychology. But a lot of it is just, guess what? And I've said this before. There's nothing new under the sun. There is not one time that I've heard something in a psychology class that we all accept as true, okay? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, guess who said that first? God. Yes, made <laughs> right? That. Yeah. Like, yes. it's not, it is not, there's not yeah. voodoo in it. There's nothing weird happening, you know? Um, and, and here's another thing. If you go to a counselor and you're like, this feels weird, then go, what are you doing? And if they can't explain Mm -hmm. that simply, then Mm -hmm. you are welcome to get up and walk out. But Mm -hmm. you don't not believe in psychology. You don't believe in that person who's crazy. Mm -hmm. Those are very different things. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I think it's that, like, that's, you know, 
hey, if you don't believe in all that stuff and your relationships are incredible and you are close to the Lord than you've ever been and you're able to grieve without any support and you're able to process trauma without any support and do all that, then come teach us all because you're doing something right. You know, but there's nothing, there's nothing to be afraid of. Like, that's the thing. There's nothing to be afraid of with it. Um, I, I get, you know, I mean, I grew up in, you know, Louisiana with a lot of people who were like, you know, you just got to suck it up. Mm-hmm. You just got like, you know, you know, you don't invite people into your problems in your family. And, and I get that. But again, that's just a lie that keeps everybody isolated. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are the lies that keep when your you know, family members are sexually abused that everybody just hides it instead of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we just accept the codependence or the unhealth or the abuse because we don't invite people in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's just, that's just doesn't, that's not going to lead to the desired freedom in life that yeah. everybody wants. It's just not. And so, yeah, but I get it. I mean, you I, mean know, I think why? there's been a much, much greater acceptance of this in recent years. You know, like I just think about there aren't, yeah. that, I don't know that many people who maybe land in this camp, but I do hear it every once in a while. And I'm like, it's just interesting because I'm like, you believe that the heart works and pumps blood and has these vessels and all the things that we've learned Mm -hmm. about science about the heart or that your knee and your bones work a certain way, but we will Mm -hmm. not accept that our brains, I mean, it's just a part of your body, like every other part. And Mm -hmm. we're good to accept all of science when it relates to everything else but the brain because it feels more personal and it feels more uncomfortable. And I've got to actually deal with some of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's also, it feeds into the lie. Like if you, I mean, we won't get it, you know, I won't take this too far, but like renewing the mind, right? This idea that every thought we have, we have to like, we're controlled by. And when you have a fear about what's happening with your brain or how like habits are formed or how we make agreements and make decisions about relationships and then live out of that context, right? These are not complicated things, though the brain is crazy Mm -hmm. amazing. Right. And, you know, these are not complicated things, but that's another lie, like this fear that like, I don't want to get into that because there's some weird, scary mm-hmm. thing in there. And you're, that means you're just not mm-hmm. taking control of the, the part of your body that you can yeah. actually yeah. take control of. You can actually create new pathways and heal and do all of these incredible things with your thoughts and your mind and your mm-hmm. behaviors, you know, um, that, that heal your brain or lead to healthier yeah. places. And, and when we aren't willing to look at that, that stays in that lie that like, you're just mm-hmm. a slave to your thoughts or whatever mm-hmm. it's going to do, or this fear that like, if, what if somebody gets in there and they think mm-hmm. I'm crazy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know, probably not like, yeah. you know, maybe <laughs> <laughs> probably not, yeah. you know, and even then great. You probably need some mm-hmm. help. It's mm-hmm. okay. You know, I mean, I've worked with so many people diagnosed with severe mm-hmm. stuff, schizophrenia and, and severe bipolar and all of that. And they have found so mm-hmm. much healing through that mm-hmm. process, severe depression, severe anxiety. And it's like, great, mm-hmm. let's deal with it. Don't let it mm-hmm. ruin your life. You know, it, it's a, it's a different hurdle, but that's okay. It's all right. We can figure it out. And by no means doing that is somehow like kicking Jesus out of the equation, right? Right. Like no. even just think about our own physical bodies and the things that we do, you know, we do things we, well, in theory, we eat healthy, we exercise, mm-hmm. we do things to help improve our physical body, but there's also everything is held together by Jesus. Right. And so the fact that my body is functioning today, the fact that my heart is pumping blood is all 
because of the grace mm-hmm. of God, right? Like, I mean, there are things that I'm partnering with him in to take care of my body, but it's the Lord holding it all together. Oh, man. And so understanding right. the role that Jesus plays by you going and seeing someone and actually looking at the way your brain is functioning and working and doing things to help heal those areas is not trying to somehow kick Jesus mm-hmm. out. No, you're actually, no, you're actually honoring it. You're actually giving it Right. Again, right. When when he talks about taking thoughts captive, like those are the thing examining those thoughts and feelings like he's telling us what to do with it. And if we do it, yep. we live a significantly better, healthier, more productive life. It is 100 percent in alignment. And again, you know, and if you go to somebody and they're weird or they don't, you know, they you feel like they're taking it a direction you don't want them to go. You get to use your words mm-hmm. and go, I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. with that you know, let's maybe go over here. That's mm-hmm. okay. Like this, you're mm-hmm. not getting hypnotized, right? Like right. that's not, and even in that, guess what? Your subconscious is pretty strong. So, you know, mm-hmm. fun fact. Um, I was told I have a rebellious subconscious. I cannot be hypnotized. <laughs> if anyone was wondering, that is. Why does this? Yeah. Not uh, yeah. My husband was like, boy, that uh, feels very right. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> and so, yep. So fun fact, some of us cannot be hypnotized. Oh um, so anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, that's it. It's totally in line. It is yep. the mind, body, spirit. Like that's how you yep. care for that peace. And when they're in alignment, some really cool things happen. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at our list and I'm like, okay, we're not going to get to all these, okay. but there's one that's popping right. out at me because I think this is so common. And I can get pretty riled up about this one as well. Um, but it's this idea of I'm not to that level yet. I'm not that bad mm-hmm. off yet. It's not really that big of a deal yet. Or, you know, even the idea that like, well, a lot of other people are way worse off than I am. So sure. until I, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, that's, you should definitely wait until your life is falling apart <laughs> before you do anything about it. hundred percent. That's the plan. <laughs> You know, when, uh, when you can't stop the bleeding only then, only then shall I call in anyone else. No, I look again, that's, that's totally me by the way, because I'm a, you know, I mean, people do this for sickness. I mean, I do this for my own physical body. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, you know, I can't walk, but I'm like, no. And, and, and as a person who, you know, for me personally, right. Like I'm like, I can control fix or bully anyone into anything. So, I believe it's totally healthy. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we go, Oh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to adjust here and I'm going to adjust here and I'm going to adjust here. Right. And then, you know, we don't, but when we pause and look at like, you know, I've been adjusting for a year uh, and things are not better or they're not really where I'm at, or I'm really tired of trying to control everything, you know? And then it's like, yeah. So what if we got some help Mm -hmm. and support, you know, Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's something we hear a lot at mercy. Like, I don't need to go there because it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, right. What if you did right now? Like how amazing Mm -hmm. would life be? You know, if you work through this stuff Mm -hmm. before, before you literally can't Mm -hmm. stop the bleeding, because that's the other thing there are, um, you know, that's it. You either hear it's too severe. There's nothing you can do, or it's not bad enough. So why would I? do anything about it now and the people who were like it's too severe would probably say boy if I could pick a time 
I would have liked mm-hmm. to have gotten some help before I, you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of bed anymore. Um, and mm-hmm. so I just think that that's, that's the key. And you have to find people in your life that will champion that with you, you know, cause you know, it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, your own self, you know, find somebody that's like, please ask me next week if I've gotten, <laughs> I'm scheduled accounts, you know, mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. do you see me avoiding some things? Like, are there things, you know, and again, pulling people in, but it's yeah. not going to be within your own self, but you know, sometimes it's amazing. I love it. Sometimes I get to work with people that are just like, you know what, like there's just a couple areas of my life that I just really want to be free. You know, it's interesting. We'll just accept like, well, I didn't have trauma and I didn't have all this. And so I guess I should just deal with the things I do struggle with. Mm -hmm, Why? mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. get as free as possible. Like fight for that. Like that's okay. Right. You just get less sessions than somebody else. That's great. Right. right? right. You don't have yeah. to spend quite as much money. Yeah. Or sometimes you go yeah. and your counselor goes, well, what about this? And you're like, oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's probably uh-huh. good too. You know, and um, yeah. anyway, yeah. so yeah, like it's. I think, yeah. I mean, I'm going to throw out a statement that feels a little bold, but I, I don't think it's wrong. Um, <laughs> if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, there is something in your life that a really great counselor can help you with. There's something like, I don't care if you're aware of it or not. I will say, I mean, even before, you know, I got married a little bit later in life. And I remember really thinking when I got married, like I've really worked through my stuff. Like That's I, right. I think I'm, I think my husband is really getting like a fully uh-huh. perfect. Totally person. healed. <laughs> totally healed. Totally free. Really don't struggle. Uh-uh. I really don't uh-uh. struggle. Uh, and then I got married and I was like, well, shoot. Yep. And then I had kids. And oh, even gosh. More so am I like, oh, shoot. Um, and so it's just like whether or not you are in a life situation where you're very aware of your stuff. I'm thinking back to a conversation my sister and I had with my with uh, with our mom. And she was going to a counselor, you know, we lost our dad a couple of years ago, a little less than, but, and she was going to a grief counselor and we were like, mom, if you found a good one, cause she, she really felt like she found a good one. We were like, mom, just talk to her about all the things. Just talk to her about mm-hmm. life, you know? And she's like, well, I don't know what to bring up. Like, I don't really know what I'm dealing with. We were like, just start mm-hmm. talking. <laughs> Just start talking about anything and a really good counselor is going to start picking up on some stuff. Like you said, and be like, "Mm, I heard you say this a few times. Let's talk more. Like every time I have gone into a counseling session with an idea of what I think we should talk about as we are having a conversation, it ends up going somewhere that I was like, I didn't even have that on my radar. And I am so thankful that again, a good counselor has this has this ability to hear and see things that you probably don't right. hear and see. In your and it's own usually life. a root, so, right? Like that's the thing. You come yeah. in with one thing and our job is to go, let's dig up that stuff that's causing yep. 75 problems. Let's just deal with that one, get it wrapped yep. up, and then we can move forward. You know, it's yeah. it's really efficient, frankly. It's a very efficient process. And like, I'm just so thankful for any of the work that I did prior to getting married. I'm married. I'm thankful I did it. Any of the work that my husband and I did in the very, very early years of our marriage when things were not awesome, but they weren't falling Mm -hmm. apart. Like we were having some stuff, but we were like, let's deal with this now. Like what if we could deal with it now before we're like on the brink of divorce in 20 years or, you know, like if you can deal with your things in a season of calm, 
it is going to be so much more effective, so much, honestly, probably so much less work and less brutal than if you wait until you're in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a fire, um, and it's just going to be harder. It's going to be, it's going to feel more hopeless. It's going to probably be more money. I mean, all of the things, it's so much better. I don't think there's anybody listening to this podcast who could not benefit from a really great counselor, whether or not you're in a challenging season or not. And so um, anyway, I'll, I'll stop because I can obviously, I can get pretty riled up about that one. Um, we've had a lot today. Did we just change everyone's lives? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. Know, everyone. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, we have more here that we'd come up with, but even in looking at them, I just feel like we've really addressed a lot of the kind of big, big picture things that would um, speak to a lot of these things. So, um, man, again, we hope that this has been encouraging to you if you're kind of in that place of feeling like ah, I'm stuck, but I don't really want to take this next step. Or I know people who are struggling with this. This, you know, I would just be prayerful about who would be best to share this podcast with. Um, if you just know someone who's kind of in that place and you're like, hey, I know this has been kind of something you're wrestling with. I don't know if this would be encouraging to you. Um, kind of do that with an open hand. You know, it might not be the best podcast to send to someone and be like, you need to listen to this right now you got issues and you need help and so you know so just uh be mindful of, of, of who and how this one is shared um but i hope it's been encouraging and brooke thanks for all your insight as always it's fantastic yeah i i uh you know i think probably before you send this to anyone you should probably identify as we yes <laughs> time. like i love it. like you said reading through it being like oh there's uh -huh. mine and said, uh, get, yeah, get a said little that introspective last before you just start yeah. passing this mm -hmm. out. Uh, I think that's a great mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, before we judge <laughs> others, let's. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, friends, as always, um, if the content in these podcasts has been helpful for you, we are always so grateful. If you would be, um, if you'd be willing to just go rate the show, write a review wherever it is that you listen, that just helps to get this podcast into to more people's hands. Um, and if you have any thoughts or questions about what we've discussed today, if you have other um, reasons that you think we should address in future shows, or if, you know, in, if you just like to share any ideas that you have for future podcasts at all, we would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Um, you can email us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And just to find out more about Mercy Multiplied in general, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com. And you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us.